In our little church group, there was a woman who was with us for 39 years. She came to me one day and she said, I want you to know that I don't care about anyone or anything anymore. Well now, what is that? That can't be God. It's devils. She has taken in thoughts of devils. And she has agreed with those devils. And she has changed her life to follow devils. It sounds impossible, doesn't it? When she said that to me, I said, but if you live that way, what is going to happen to you? I mean, that's no hope. There's no hope there. If you don't care about anyone or anything anymore, what is to happen to you if you go that way? Where is the hope? She also said to me, I don't read the Bible anymore, and I don't read the blog. What does she do? I knew she was consumed by devils, that devils had tormented her. Here is the way devils work. They bring you one idea which you will accept. If you accept that idea, they will bring you another idea, and then another idea, and another idea, and they will turn you from God, they will turn you from the people of God, if possible. I've seen it twice in our church group. I could have shown her, I believe, that she was following a devil because the statement she made to me, I know I could have disproven it to her. She said she didn't care about anyone or anything anymore. That had to be devils. There was one thing I knew she cared about and she had not changed on. She had a little dog, and she loved that little dog. And I could have taken that example and have proven to her that that was a devil bringing all that to her, and she had bought into it. But she fled the room before I could reason with her. That's the way devils work with each one of us. If they can get us to believe a lie... And lies are all they bring to us because Jesus told us the devil is the father of lies and there's no truth in him. So you can pretty well know that if a devil brings you something, the truth is exactly opposite to what that devil is saying. Let's look at this passage of scripture in John chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus says, The devil was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. I know a woman who began to have concepts that her husband was interested in, in another woman, and she was greatly tormented. Do you believe those concepts are from God to try to get you to do something? 
or do you believe those thoughts are from devils? I believe they're from devils because they torment you needlessly. I know another woman who began to be offended by me and she hid those thoughts against me in her heart for decades, decades. And finally she exploded. I was very shocked. I know she had taken in lies of devils. One of the things devils wants us to do is to believe evil about another person of God. It is one thing to have evidence that that person is doing something evil, but it's another thing to simply take offenses and store them up in your heart. In cases like that, I would hope that each of us would turn to God and say, help me. This thought has come to me and it's troubling me about this person. Please help me. Show me if it is really true. Show me the truth. There was a man at our church group years ago, and I heard about him having a girlfriend. None of us knew he had a girlfriend. He was a divorced man, and he was the teacher of our Bible class. A woman at a business two doors down from my business, she owned a coffee shop, and I would go down there and buy coffee. And when she found out I went to this church, she asked me if I knew this man, and I said, yes, he is our Bible teacher. And she said, oh, he's such a bad influence on my boyfriend. Well, oh, I was just horrified to hear that. And then she told me about this man's girlfriend. How do you establish the truth? Sometimes you go directly to the person at the time you hear the story and you say, is this true? Because he certainly had not brought this girlfriend around the church. We'd never heard of this girlfriend. I went to him and I said, I have heard you have a girlfriend. Is that true? And he admitted it. And I told him I'd heard it from this woman who owned the coffee shop that he had a girlfriend. And I talked to him for a few more minutes about this girlfriend. And the the thing I can remember the most is that he was extremely evasive concerning this girlfriend. And then I said to him, Are you having sexual intercourse with this woman? And he said, of course. And he said it in that tone of voice, like naturally I am, of course I am. I said to him, you know the Bible as well as I do. I can't keep company with you any longer. I can't come to your Bible classes. He said, that's right. He knew 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He knew what Paul told us to do if a brother is a fornicator. And here this brother had admitted to me 
that he is a fornicator. It was terrible grief to me. But 1 Corinthians chapter 5 tells us what to do if a brother in Christ is a fornicator. And we just simply do what this tells us. Start at verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or an, a drunkard or an extortioner with such a one know not to eat. And Paul goes on to say, Put away from among yourselves that wicked person. This is a brother who is committing fornication, or is a drunkard, or is an extortioner, or a railer. Put him away. It doesn't say counsel him. It doesn't even say pray for him. Don't keep company with him. Don't make excuses for him. Just put him away. I had established the truth about the matter at hand. And there was no doubt at all about the facts. I had to do this. I had to put him away. I could no longer attend his Bible class or keep company with him. This is the only thing that works, is doing the Word of God. There's a scripture in Proverbs that I think defines it. Proverbs chapter 21. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord, against the Word. So if you see something in the Word, you just do it. In our little church group, there was another woman that took in thoughts of the devil. And she was greatly tormented. What is so interesting is that one of the first messages I ever heard from God concerned the subject of taking thoughts captive to bring them into obedience of Christ. And I taught this all the time. And I also taught... What it, the difference between hearing from God and the wisdom of God and what the wisdom of God is. But I have seen people in our own church group who heard those teachings and went a completely opposite way. And as a result, it brought separation from the church group and they ended up no telling where today because they're not with us anymore. The Apostle John talked about Antichrist coming into the churches and staying for a little while, that these people would come in among us and hear what we hear and hear what we speak, and they would stay there a little while and then they would leave us. And it's usually totally irrational what they're thinking. That's because they're following devils. 
We must not follow devils. To each one of us, I'm convinced each one of us, have thoughts come to us that are devils bringing those thoughts. And if we follow those devils, we're going to be destroyed. So we, we've got to judge these thoughts. Jesus says, John 10.10, 10, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. One of the things the devil will do with religious people is try to bring you a doctrine that is not of God. He will try to get you to think that you have seen something in a scripture and you will become very hard and very basically uh, unreasonable about that scripture. And if he can get you to buy into that scripture that way, giving you an incorrect interpretation, then he's, he can have a chance to destroy you. With all scripture, we need to pray for wisdom. With all things, we need to pray for wisdom. When a scripture, when we think we have a revelation of some scripture, we need to turn to God and ask him, is this really true? Please show me the truth. Because often personal pride involves itself in this subject. You think proudly you have heard a revelation from God when it's really a devil trying to destroy you. But if it is of God, turn to God and let him establish the truth of what you think this scripture is saying. That is the safest way to go. The Apostle Paul tells us that the Holy Scriptures are able to make us wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus and that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable but the devil will try to come in from time to time to make you see, think you've seen something you really haven't seen. He comes as an angel of light to you. Don't be afraid to turn to God and let him sort it out. Just turn to God and say, is this true? Please help me to understand what is true concerning this scripture. For we need to use the scriptures. The New, New Testament scriptures are our rule book for the New Testament church. By the New Testament scriptures, we know the way of God. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given 
by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Pray for wisdom, because if any of us lack wisdom, the Bible in James 1, 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. I have had many times that I have received revelations from God by reading scripture. And I have spoken these same scriptures to the church and have given that interpretation of that scripture. It has been proven many times that the interpretation I received was the correct interpretation. It doesn't hurt to prove what you've heard. There is no harm done. Your faith is not hurt by turning to God and saying, Is this true? God is happy to tell us truth when we belong to him. He wants us to know the truth. So don't be afraid that it is a lack of faith. If you question, have you heard the truth on something? Establish the truth with God. Prove all things, Paul says. Hold fast that which is good. Prove all things. Prove it by turning to God for the confirmation. If you go around asking people what they think about this, you're going to get terribly confused. That's not the way you prove it. Instead, turn to God and ask him, is this really what this means? And let him establish it. Basically, we take everything to God in prayer and let him establish it. If you are brought a thought concerning your husband and what he's doing, and it's, it's terrifying, why don't you take it to God and just say, is this true? Is this from you? Is this information true? Please give me the truth. Show me the truth. And give me wisdom to deal with the situation. Usually, I think we are so terrified and we panic and we just try by our own flesh to straighten things out. But we who are of God need to be sure that we're turning to God with the situation and letting him show us. And if you think you've got a revelation from God on the scripture, let God confirm it to you. There's so much delusion that goes on so at the end time, so much delusion. And whichever way the devil can 
attack us and cause us to be shaken up, he will do. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. We have the Spirit of God. We have access, direct access to God, each one of us, through prayer. And we are told in the Bible, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Learning to go that direction with everything is critical for us in the time in which we live. For as the days grow shorter and as we approach the return of Jesus, the devil knows his time is short and he will try to get us to set aside the right thing and follow him. And you think, that can't happen to me. Jesus said in the Bible that as we get into the time of the great tribulation, if the days were not shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. Matthew chapter 24. So please don't deceive yourself in thinking that you are stronger than you really are. Our strength is in not ourselves, but in God. We will always overcome when we turn to God and seek his truth. But if we think that we are supposed to be able to know truth of ourselves, we could fail. So let's humble ourselves and turn to God in prayer and tell him the situation and be willing for him to establish the real truth in the matter at hand. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. This podcast is entitled... <clears throat> 